Heyo, welcome back to Become Better Podcast. It's your host here, Hannah, and we do have another new guest here. Is she? Her name is Caitlin, and she's my friend. Um, we will be talking about a lot of good topics, like quite deep topics, as you can see. Um, yes, I got all your attentions, and that was the purpose. Yay! <laughs> um, yes, and if you know, I feel like um, we were trying to figure out what we were like really want to talk about just not like random topics I feel like as Millie said we are like kind of focused on like uh, inspiring others and um, giving out inspirational and motivation to you guys and so and also like topics within mental health or even faith-based so yeah and if you guys wanting to um, ask any questions or any topics that you want us to talk about um, please willing to contact us here or on our um, Instagram page at become better podcast Instagram page <laughs> um, yeah uh, I hope you like this episode I'll see you guys later bye Yeah, I actually, I remember um, seeing you training with Femi. I think that was the first time I met you. You were training, you had like your first session or something. Mm. And I was just finishing my shift. Yeah. And Femi was starting or something like that. Um, yeah. And I remember like that was your first, um, yeah, like introduction to powerlifting and stuff. And yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember so cool. Femi saying like how you you love lifting as well and like, you know this whole strength training and I was like a uh, personal trainer and also she does a lot of um she recently she's done administration work right yeah that's my main my main thing yeah, yeah. want to tell me about like the cup like I guess we're working as admin like mm-hmm. yep so I work for or with a company called Fuse Life, Fuse, um, with a man called Joseph Wilson, Joseph Wilson, sorry, (laughs) Um, and um, yeah, we basically, um, so Joseph is a coach, and he helps people to find their purpose, or find their um, God-given assignment, and helps people step into that, Um, yeah, so that's, I guess, in a nutshell, that's Mm -hmm. kind of what we do, Um, there's a lot of facets to it, um, but yeah, in a nutshell, that's basically what the coaching is um and I run the administration side of things um social media as well as part of my job and yeah in a nutshell (laughs) I think last year this time around like I like joined one of the challenges and it was really good like I think that was also like part of my journey where I just uh, kind of like like opened up and talking to like Joseph about it and like like just trying to like where I'm at with my um mm. um my faith or my spiritual to yeah. yeah so it was really good and I was able to from then like speak up to other people and the challenge and yourself as well and it was really mm. good and I yeah, I I would highly recommend if you know, like, could check them out because I found <laughs> I think I like started listening to um 
actually I was starting the same two dresses podcast as well so oh yeah really cool yeah and then from then I reached out and stuff yeah it was really good yeah yeah I, I really like yeah that's so good yeah <laughs> so we're in here for my reason is that we both um well we are both believers of god and we in our i guess past couple of years like i guess teens to like mm. early 20s we went through a lot of things um yeah a lot of things and a lot of like i guess heartbreaks or like just um a lot of how do you say it the word we <laughs> got but like um <laughs> obstacles yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, really. <laughs> um and it all comes to I guess relationships with other people and or even general mm. relationship with God where um yeah yeah and I think the one of my uh question for you is like um were you like were you brought up in the family a Christian family or um we or you like how how did you meet God and how like what's your maybe a little bit of the journey yeah um so I was brought up in a Christian family I did like we kind of had the traditional like go to church on a Sunday that kind of thing from very young age um my dad was an Anglican um and so my very first memories of going to church was like an Anglican church so quite religious um I just remember falling asleep on the like seat every Sunday I would have been (laughs) been like six seven something like that um but then slowly I guess along the way um we my parents met some people and I actually went to us to school primary school with one of my closest friends in primary school um and her uh she kind of was just like oh you should come to church with me and so um I went to church with her like a different it was Christian like yeah that was the Christian church um and my parents I actually have no idea how it happened but my whole family kind of started going to that church oh that's um and yeah so but that was yeah from when I was like yeah young maybe eight eight to maybe 12 or something Mm -hmm. around then or yeah eight to eleven um but I wouldn't say like I really knew what I was doing there like I didn't I didn't have that like um understanding that I could have a relationship with God or know God or that he wasn't more than just something in the sky kind of thing that was my the base of my understanding I kind I knew something was there like I didn't ever doubt that there was something but I just didn't know that there was more to it than just like oh, I'm going to say my prayers before I go to sleep. And then, (laughs) you know, like that kind of thing. Um, Yeah, but I guess the, so when I was seven. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When I was seven, my um, dad was diagnosed with cancer. um, And it was quite like with terminal cancer. And so from the age seven to, he passed away when I was 13, seven to 13, that was like a, a big journey in my family obviously as it would be um lots of hospital visits and that kind of thing yeah. um and towards the end of his life I kind of saw like a shift in him like yeah. I saw 
yeah because obviously when you're faced with something like that you find God in a deeper place like in your heart or in yourself um but yeah when my dad passed away when I was 13 um I think growing up he was always like he was my emotional support so like I would go to him with just everything like after school he would like ask me how my day was and Mm. it was just that kind of relationship and he was a super loving father Mm -hmm. um so when he died I kind of felt like I was like just like I didn't know what was going on basically like I felt like I lost that like love connection um and yeah I do I do have like a brother and my mom as well and obviously the love was still there but you know there was a, a missing piece yeah um and so yeah that was when I was 13 and then when I was 14 I um so I have a friend who I grew up with Mm -hmm. um and basically lived in her house like her family is my family um and one of her sisters ended up um getting saved and meeting Jesus Mm -hmm. um and there was just like I yeah we were 14 at this point so like I would go to her house on Fridays after school and we'd just hang out and stuff um and then one day her sister kind of came into the room and Mm -hmm. she just looked really different and I like couldn't Mm -hmm. understand like and I think even my friend she was like like she obviously noticed the change in her sister and stuff and yeah I just remember being like wow you did not look like that last week kind of thing um and so her sister came into the room and she was like um oh you guys like do you want to come to youth group Mm. like you guys should just come with me and just like check it out kind of thing and so we were like we're not doing anything we may as well just go um and so we went to this youth group and like a 14 year old girl I was super like at that time very insecure had no confidence I could fake it like but on the inside like yeah like very yeah nowhere near like confident I would say um and yeah so and during that time I was struggling quite a lot my body image and with even with um an eating disorder Mm. and so I was like really broken at that time and I had just lost my not to eat and to starve and that's like another story but (laughs) um yeah so we went to this youth group and I just remember I don't really know what happened through the whole thing but (laughs) at the end this man kind of got up um and stood on the stage it wasn't a big youth group maybe 20 20 people or something um and he just um asked everyone he was just like um if you want to know how God sees you yeah then you know come up the front and I'll pray for you yeah and at that time like I didn't know that God saw me anyway (laughs) you know I just thought he was like this being and you know he didn't really know me at all Um, and so I was quite curious and I was like oh yeah I'll go up Mm-hmm. And so I went up the front and um, this man like put his hand on my shoulder and he mm. just had like he started explaining like a vision that he was seeing. Like now I know that it, it was a vision back then. I thought it was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but he just saw this vision of me. Yeah, <laughs> he saw a vision of me in like a, a, a hall, like a ballroom. Um, and he saw me in this like beautiful pink dress and he saw Jesus come and start to dance with me and yeah. Jesus was twirling me around in this ballroom and, and I just remember like when he spoke that like over me 
me I just felt this crazy like peace yeah and I felt like a crazy yeah just like this thing wash over me and that like now I know that that was the Holy Spirit and yeah like that was my first ever yeah encounter of him oh. touching me like that yeah. yeah yeah so from there I just kind of started to go to that church and mm. um that church was a crazy like it was amazing um like when I when I first got here it was amazing a lot happened through that time yeah um but yeah it was there were heaps of stuff that like I would just go there and see gold dust appear um all this crazy stuff would start happening even in my life like just like I would spend hours just staring outside my window because like this was my I guess my first year two years with like getting to know Jesus and like my yeah just that that love journey I guess started from there and yeah for him to like show me stuff and um yeah that that's kind of yeah how it all started wow that's so good I might love it some more as well (laughs) um yeah I was also brought up in a Christian family um um, we went to a uh, Presbyterian church mm. and yeah, back yeah. In, like same with you, I, I, I do believe that there was a God, but I didn't have a relationship, like a proper like encounter with Jesus, mm. um, actually until like my mid-twenties, like despite having a lot of other miracles happen to me, but I just... Mm. I did trust them in ways, but I feel like I didn't really follow and didn't really understand them. Like I would like go to Bible studies or like get um, studies and stuff. And then like, we'll be like memorizing these like verses and stuff. I, I was like, I'm just doing it. Like how I go to school, yeah. I never like done anything. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it was like really not what not probably what other like other people like in the world or like the atheist people think like oh we just go to church and stuff and that was it mm. like I was just going to church or even just going to church to see my friends <laughs> yeah, so. yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> yeah I didn't have a relationship with God and I guess I encountered him when I I guess going through a lot of hardships and like through work or like through mm. my I, my disability um I don't know if I told you this but mm. yeah, I think yeah. I don't know <laughs> but I, I have told um Femi this because it relates to lifting so mm. I so no one no one in my family is diagnosed of what like don't have any any um disability in regards to hearing loss but I mm-hmm. found we found out that I was not completely deaf but I was deaf and half deaf in both of my ears so mm-hmm. around like age of six seven I oh. yeah I started wearing hearing aids and from then till around about to my early 20s I've yeah been hearing so I have this deep like I had like a lot of other medical um mm. things and then like just 
for me to have that disability and I felt really like you know like why is that happening to me yeah yeah like that but then like I think my had my first surgery on my 19th birthday and on my other ear because apparently you can't do both ears at the same time so I did my left ear first the worst one first and the right one next and the surgeon was it's a lot of because my um hearing is very different from other lot of deaf kids in New Zealand like a lot of them you know you're not of the whole cochlear implant uh, mine was my dad mm. I my if you know the audio like that the um physiology anatomy of the ear you'll see like just mm. before the eardrum you'll see like you know those three bones Cutland. yeah I should know this <laughs> I'm studying right now <laughs> um <laughs> like those um bones kind of like it as a like a vibrator to your ear that's why you can hear the mm. so one like my right. and normally like bigger than normal so I couldn't hear it didn't vibrate much so they just wow. now I have like a like a um I guess like kind of like Paralympics they have like like those legs and some it's like that but for my little ears it's so tiny so I got that but um the doctor was saying so everyone knows that my previous job was a chef right mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's first of all it's a 50 50 chance if it fails I can't oh, hear wow. it so I can't even use hearing aids at all that's a scare that's a big fear it's like end of wow. my life as a as a girl as a young person and then second yeah. it's go with it it goes well but I have side effects I lose my sense of taste oh, <laughs> so the <laughs> like you know what this formation of like kind of like the whole like feel of, like a down syndrome kind of feeling and then mm. But I did not have any of that. And like, even like my doctor surgeon was like, it's so crazy how you side effects and it went well. And like, and I feel like I had, like I had fears and doubts, but then like, obviously my parents, my family and family friends pray about it. And then Mm. I finally came to like, you know, if I do the surgery, like, I'm going to be normal again, like, that, and then having trusting in God, and then giving me these Mm -hmm. miracles, I just, from then, I think my, I guess, relationship with God was a little one step closer to him, yeah, Mm. and I, yeah, I, I feel very thankful and blessed, by that and then I was able to you know like hearing um because hearing does not able to hear is affects a lot of like learning as well so like so for me to like learn I need to do kind of like twice as harder that other people should do so yeah yeah Um, man yeah, that's my main one. But I guess when it comes to now, like, like we as we're only human, and even if we say we like 
make mistakes and like because we are humans so we make mistakes so even if I encountered all these um like be good closer to God I feel like I still like had that two percent where like I kind of want to get in control of my life which I surrendered him like that but I think the only one that I didn't surrender and I didn't want him to or I'm in charge of that sector was relationships Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and that's the only thing up till like I guess beginning of this year like not long ago actually a couple of months Mm. now that I like surrendered everything and I feel like the past two months it's been quite amazing yeah and no because I even told you about what I encountered the same feelings to you when I broke up with my other ex but still I just always had that going back and making same mistakes and everything so but this time Mm. I don't know it's just different like I guess people could say oh you say that all the time you always go back or um but I'm like I'm surrendered now like all in like and then having people like friends like you for me and going back to church and have being with the community it's helping a lot mm. yeah and the yeah. speaking of relationships um <laughs> <laughs> it's a big topic um it is um I think could start with like one question to you is like being in a faith-based relationship versus like in a not faith-based like um dating someone who is not or dating someone who is and makes mm. what do you think yep yeah sure so firstly I just want to say thank you for like I didn't say this at the start but <laughs> thank you for just like this conversation like even just how it's been so far it's been really cool and yeah to open this topic is a huge topic but <laughs> it's yeah I'm really yeah thankful to be able to yeah just do this with you so thank you um <clears throat> but yeah answering your question I guess like so a bit of background for me from my story is so when I got saved I kind of like just like no one really told me at the start that I had to be like this but um at the at that time so I was 14 right (laughs) what do you really know about dating or anything at 14 (laughs) um but during that time there was like this boy at school that I liked and he liked me um and I had gotten saved on a Friday night Mm-hmm. and then went to the Sunday church service and I think I was just so like like I couldn't believe I could feel so much love because yeah. I had gone through everything I had to that point and so I didn't really believe I was worthy of you know that love and so yeah the yeah my first encounter with Jesus was that um and so like no one told me no one was like oh you should just not be in a relationship now because you're Christian at mm-hmm. that point no one told me that um but yeah uh, on Monday at school uh, the weekend after I got saved I just like went up to this boy that I liked and he liked me and I was just like um like can I talk to you at lunchtime and he was like um he was like yeah sure and so we went for a walk around the school at lunchtime and I was just like 
um I can't like I can't um be in a relationship with you anymore like I just don't want that and he was like why and I was like oh because I met Jesus and he was like oh that's fine like I I respect your religion like you can have your religion but I just knew in my heart that like I didn't want to go there kind of thing yeah um yeah so that was like my first ever boyfriend kind of thing um and then through the years in high school obviously when you're in high school like that's a huge pressure like uh, dating people like are you even does someone like you do you like someone Mm. um have you had your first kiss and then as you get older have you slept with someone and all that kind of stuff like all the pressures the social pressures yeah um but so during that time at this church I did encounter some like now I look back and I wish that someone had talked to me differently during those first few years because I kind of started to see relationships as like a negative thing so I started to see like yeah having a boyfriend in this like religious view of like no you can't talk Mm -hmm. to boys even if you talk to a guy that's not okay and yeah um like and that's not even talking about like I guess struggles with like purity and stuff that's a whole other topic but um yeah I just yeah kind of got this view yeah that I shouldn't I shouldn't date anyone and I shouldn't like anyone and if I do then that's this terrible thing yeah that like yeah. yeah yeah and so like I felt like in those first few years um I didn't really know how to navigate that kind of thing like um so I kind of shut it off I kind of I just became this like I don't know self-righteous like yeah oh I've never had a boyfriend or like a proper boyfriend I've never kissed anyone I've never slept with anyone and I wore that as like (laughs) yeah 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 but I wore it as like the self-righteous badge of like Mm. I'm better than you because I you know that's my belief um and looking back now obviously like that it was you know (laughs) it brought its own stuff because um yeah and then when I got a bit older so maybe 17 18 Mm -hmm. um that's when I started to walk uh closer with Joseph and I um so he's like a father figure in my life Mm. um the father figure in my life and um <clears throat> that's when I kind of started to learn a bit about self-worth and yeah. who I am as a woman and that kind of topic of um relationships and stuff started to be opened up during that time um but there was also like so you know how at the start I explained my dad passed away yeah. um when I was 14 I kind of decided like like even though I met Jesus there was this like place in my heart that I was just like no no one can touch that place like it was like this gaping hole and I was like nah like I don't want to address it I don't want to look at it it's too painful and so I just kind of pretended it wasn't there um but because of that like Mm -hmm. when you if you don't deal to a wound it just gets worse right yeah so like yeah it can't heal like that if you don't address it Mm -hmm. um and so um, when I was 20, 20 maybe, um, I met this guy <laughs> at an engagement party. And I remember going through this like internal battle just while at that engagement party being like, man, like God, it's, it's going to be okay because as soon as I leave this engagement party, 
I never have to see this guy again. I never have to, you know. But then after the engaged party, this guy found me on Facebook. He added wow. me on Facebook. And then we stayed up till 3 a.m. talking. Wow. <laughs> um, Back in the days, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, yeah. So this guy that I'm talking about is my now husband, Jeremiah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even though, like, you could totally take that story and you could wrap it in a bow and it could be this pretty little thing and oh wow you're married and you know that's you you got what you wanted and that's amazing there was actually like a lot of pain that um that I went through and that he went through and that our relationship had to go through and Mm. um I think the reason why I say that is just because so with that gaping hole, yeah, when there was this guy and this guy wanted me, yes, that gaping hole was just like, oh yeah, you can fill it, mm. like you just can't fill that hole, even oh. though like he couldn't. <laughs> and um, when I met Jeremiah, um, he and he's given me permission to share this stuff because I yeah. talked to him. And I was like, <laughs> um talk about this I mean if you're the man you have to (laughs) yeah yeah um he was not he was not the man he is today so he like did not have the same standards yeah he didn't believe in God like the same way like he did he knew God was real but he didn't have like a heart connection with him he didn't have a relationship with him Mm. um he was just kind of like new God. So he's a Cook Islander. And so growing up in the islands, you learn traditions and you have to go to church and all of that kind of stuff. So he knew God in that lens. Um, and I knew God in a very, a deeper place, yeah. like way, like Jesus was in my heart in a, yeah. <clears throat> a much deeper way than that. And so when we got together, it was like, so we connected really, really well. Like yeah. we clicked. People mm-hmm. would say, you, you know, you click with someone, you have chemistry. Um, but because of everything I didn't want to address, yeah. like before that, I did a lot of things that I, you know, always thought, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the self-righteous badge of, yeah. oh, I've never kissed anyone. I've never had sex. Um, I've never done this, never done that. Like I held that as like this badge of pride, really um but I never addressed any any of the wounds any of the pain Mm. um regarding that certain thing and so yeah when when Jeremiah came into my life and he didn't share the same beliefs as me or have the same standards as me so I like I didn't have any boundaries I had like they were non-existent (laughs) and I thought that I understand that yeah. yeah yeah and like also dealing with like the body image side of things like growing up I thought that the only thing that was valuable about me was the way I look Mm. so that framed my whole world so I would go to school and I would think about what food I'm eating what clothes I'm wearing um, what I look like when I'm talking to this person what that person is thinking when they see me walk into a room like that was my world and so um and even that was a part of me that wasn't fully like healed it wasn't fully whole someone actually wants my body because I spent all these years thinking that you know like I would never never be loved for that Mm. um and so yeah I just wanted to share that background because I think it's a good picture of what you're asking 
Yes, um, yeah. yeah, even though like, and the way that me and Jeremiah, our journey and how it panned out, that is a long story. <laughs> and there was, there was a lot of pain and a lot of healing and, you know, time away from each other and yeah. which turned into the redemption and, you know, that, that kind of story. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the story for everyone. No. in these kinds of relationships um but yeah the reason why I shared that is just because um because your question was along the lines of can you refresh it for me just oh the um, ref- uh yeah being in a faith-based relationship versus non-faith-based relationship yeah, yeah. because yeah um kind of what Kaylin said like I think that's like the past I think my 20s of dating I think that's really important like like I've dated people who are non-Christians or atheists or like other religions um, or even mm. Christians but that same situation was where Jeremiah was like and like for me I, I feel like I needed someone who share like said same um, values and um, beliefs as me otherwise um, the relationship mm. doesn't work and then one person falls to the other which always happens so yeah 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 totally it is very important yeah yeah um I told um Kelly already but I'm reading I've read this book twice and I already um listened to our online um (laughs) relationship goals by Pastor Todd (laughs) um he's from a transformation church in in America in Tulsa and he explains that um it's like a for us in a relationship as a Christian, like putting God. It's like a like a triangle. So you put God mm. in the middle, and your like partner or husband and wife. So you are you guys are building towards. So that's how mm. the relationship should be. And I really yeah. found that this is very yeah. And like looking like at Kellen and Jeremiah's relationship and also my other friends relationships I can see that and like that's now for me to learn like for from my experience and seeing other Christians or couples I feel like that's what I want like Mm. realizing it and yeah and it's I've I came a long way and like a lot of mistakes <laughs> before realizing this so yeah a lot mm. of painful yeah um repetitions I'm like I guess not selling my body but like giving my body to people that who know, mm. you know like because I didn't have yeah. like self-worth that I didn't love myself as I was before mm. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing, what you're saying with the self-worth and self-love, because I think, yeah, in terms of like a, like being with someone that isn't, doesn't share the same values as you, yeah, like that's, you know, often going to be the case, like what you mentioned, like the other person will, you know, end up, I guess, losing themselves or their own values if they want to keep that person, um, yeah. and I think like a a picture that I always remember I don't know who told me this analogy or anything but it was just like when you're in a relationship with someone and if you imagine one person is standing on the floor 
and another person is standing on a table yep. and the person on the table is trying to pull the person on the floor up to where they are yeah <clears throat> they don't have nearly as much power as the person at the bottom mm. who can pull them off the table and I think that's a good way to put it because yeah, like that yeah in in my relationship with like in how it started yeah. I did like start to lose myself mm. because I like yeah it's a very long story but <laughs> yeah um, I did you know like I compromised everything that I thought yeah. that I believed yeah. um and I yeah did things that I you know would always always used to say I wouldn't do and that mm-hmm. kind of thing and um it did get to a point where I like even my other relationships yeah. they you know like suffered in my life like I had like I have very few like super close people in my life and during that time um I did a lot of hurtful things like Mm. there was a lot of stuff that happened in that time and yeah so going through all of that like yeah I think as a result of I didn't know who I was or I didn't have that revelation deep in my heart that you know that I was wanted beyond my body Mm. or that you know Jesus wanted me in a different way that I could see and yeah all of that stuff (laughs) yeah that's so good thank you um this one thing like people will say like a lot of like traditional belief Christians say like oh like I guess like having sexual intimacy before marriage is very bad or like um you know like you know we talk about the word parody and like stuff it's bad mm-hmm. but I and people are saying like you know like the actual the word sex is bad but to be honest <laughs> God actually created sex you know like mm, that's um, true. like and has going back to pastor Todd he said sex is a God's idea and and mm. I feel like we have this thing of saying like it is bad and evil, but it's not. And um, mm. I think we just need to know that it's like he said in his quote saying like God made us to enjoy sex if we do not in the right context. So like mm. um, this means that like if you're like waiting I feel like now I'm like I've done it all and I did but like my next relationship I think I am seeking someone who I'm gonna wait on because Mm -hmm. your experiences as well I feel like well it's like it's a big deal and I feel like that's why he Mm -hmm. God has put this container inside to not just because it's bad it's more like protecting us and that relationship yeah um that's what and totally yeah that yeah I totally agree (laughs) I think with um yeah like before I got married or before me and Jeremiah got married I walked a like I had to walk a journey I was saying oh yeah before I got married yes um I walked I had to walk a journey of not just finding myself again but like understanding what sex actually was and Mm. what purity actually was and I guess removing all the like stuff that I believed in Mm. about purity 
that purity was just an action thing and that mm. that's all it was and if you don't like I don't know how graphic I can be no you can't <laughs> if you don't have sex or you don't masturbate or you don't watch porn or yeah. all of that kind of stuff like yeah. then you're pure like yeah. yeah but that's not actually the whole truth you know like that's just the action side of things mm. and so yeah learning that purity is a heart posture and purity is something that's from the inside and yes. yeah that so I walked through a journey I me and Jeremiah both walked through a journey of that like mm. before we got married we didn't we decided we didn't want to have sex anymore and mm. we decided that we um didn't even want to kiss anymore because we were like that opens the door yeah. to going there so yeah <laughs> so why yeah just yeah and I'm totally not saying that it was like uh oh we decided and then it was done and then we didn't do it again we had to walk uh-huh. through the journey yeah. of like temptation yeah, of going through that and yeah and even just like the practical stuff of like not hanging out late at night in a car because oh, yes, really yes, yes. stupid <laughs> like the environment so I think I told you briefly like I in my iconic group I kind of like kind of confessed in front of my friends Christian friends that I never told except for my best friend but she said how brave I was to (laughs) confess it (laughs) um but like and then getting like re-discipled and stuff like um which was good that like uh my leaders would be like oh like now you're surrendered all but like if some like you know temptations come and go every time so like so like if it happens you should avoid these situations that's how you should avoid it. and I think that's the kind of like thing for you guys as well like not meeting up late or like um mm. n- if it's a movie night then just go I guess now this is really hard but like <laughs> but then you can just like watch a movie because it's like everyone else is with you guys so not just you two yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a different topic but it's kind of same with smoking drugs alcohol same thing because you can't stop like it's still a journey so you can't stop cold turkey you have to it's a journey where you mm. go yeah like that so I am yeah yeah and that and then and having even with my like non-Christian friends I feel like that I was very thankful that they do expect respect my decision and like kind of telling me Mm. like as in like now if I do something if I say something like that would like kind of like help me to oh no Hannah take a step back and you know like even if they're not unbelievers that's pretty cool like Mm. to summarize every relationship needs like some kind of boundary yeah I think so yeah yeah. totally for culture advice as well like um yeah like doing like casual dating to like friends with benefits like even those days people would like cross over the line and it confuses people even more from so I, mm. I learned that a lot as well like I, I was just gonna say like learning like through the like before getting married yeah. learning that like like totally the um the practical side of things uh, like is important but also understanding the heart of it mm. like the heart 
of purity and the heart of like why like why um is having sex outside of marriage uh you know mm-hmm. something that might cause me pain why why should why are we deciding not to um kiss each other like and getting to the heart of things and not yeah. just the you know the practical physical side of it even though that's great those yeah. stuff are great but also understanding that like yeah that purity is something that is precious and it's something that is a gift and like I and I this is all stuff that I'm still journeying even though I am married now but it's stuff that I'm journeying through yeah like a different in a different way and understanding will always get deeper and stuff but yeah I just wanted to add that just the the heart posture of things that's really good it's kind of like an opener to what I was gonna say in this oh my god this book I'm like so fertile but like message is really good because like you said the heart is very important right like it reflects mm. not just the physical touch but here it said yeah <laughs> the way that the pastor rewarded for like I guess new generation is he said there's no condom for your heart so like <laughs> True. so your heart yeah. is yeah and then this one part when he says like like in the Bible said, like when you have intimacy with that person, you are, um, you're not like married, like in paper, but you are because that's the kind of <clears throat> thing. Because if you flip with many people, with that means that I've become one with a lot of people. Like you know, like your soul mm. ties. That's what the you know, and you can feel those yep. feelings because they become. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's yeah. true. Because, yeah, it's a lot of things like that. I just, like, slowly coming to, like, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is, like, it's a deep, deep subject. And I think, like, I the reason, one of the reasons why I'm thankful to be having this conversation is just because it opens the conversation. Like, yes. if you know what I mean. Like, because growing up. I think it's taboo for Christians. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But exactly. It has to be said, because, like, a lot of, we didn't know like and there's so many other generations gonna go like it's nowadays people said you know us our generation you know keep going so we have to mm-hmm. make a change like um yeah like no like a lot of pastors themselves experience a lot of pain in their area and I feel like yeah really need to speak up and like I'm still to this yeah. age really want to help other women out there and especially like my culture as well like as I said before yeah. we talk about even like per- having periods or like you know like you having UTIs or like or if you are yeah. having sex with your partner or boyfriend like are you bit plain safe are you using like mm. um concept- yeah and stuff like that like if we don't talk about those at all in the Asian culture and it's really we always just keep it to ourselves and I really wanted to mm. make a platform where we can do that like yeah which is awesome it's really cool because even like so in recent years like I do have not necessarily just recent years but <laughs> I have, I do have like close people in my life that you know like have opened this topic and I can you know talk freely about this stuff and um but growing up like my early years of being saved 
that was not the case like it was very like I remember telling someone one of the ladies at my church that was like a a leader at the church I remember telling her that I was struggling with watching pornography yeah and I was like maybe 15 15 at this point and I just remember she was just like she just looked at me and and she was like she was like okay Oh and that was the conversation <laughs> and so yeah, yeah that I have in my life now or mm. like when I got a bit older like 17 18 if I talked to those the people that I have in my life now it wouldn't have been the case like that but I think yeah. as a new like someone who's just like starting their relationship with God yeah. like and then bringing up struggles with someone and then having the and that's like such a because it's so seen as like a only only boys do that only men do that no, and so like opening true. that part of yeah exactly it's true but like I think that was you know that's how it's seen still in our day and age um but yeah being like that young like 15 and then mm-hmm. going to someone in church who I was like oh yeah like people talk about being you know like confession and yeah. this kind of stuff and then I guess like being met with that response I I had so much shame like yeah yeah. and like you know like because you already feel you already feel shameful because inside you you know like something's not right you might not be able to know what that is but something isn't quite right you know and so yeah I think that's one of the main reasons that I like appreciate this conversation and want to have more of these conversations is because I'm like like yeah there are young girls that need to like we need to save some stuff like we I guess we have our own pleasures and stuff so we have yeah but yeah I think like for me as well Mm. I got a lot of judged by like my own like when I used to go to like the different Korean churches like the way that I dressed or like the way that the the cult the I've me following the culture like pop music Spice Girls Christina Britney Spears like oh people like come um, you know <laughs> oh you yeah. go to church but why do you listen to pop and then you know those kind of things uh, like very quite yeah and so mm-hmm. and even like for me like you know how like that in the Bible where David like worships God and like you know he doesn't rem- doesn't see how he um the way that he worship is kind of like how we worship in a Pentecostal church like and then like people in the Bible where like he his clothes came off and he like he was still like praising God like I was praising mm. like I went to a youth camp like a Christian youth camp and that's where I found my love of worship that's how I, I could wow. kind of, with God now like I listen to I like worshiping and then and then like praying him and praising him that's my my love language to God so like yeah and then that kind of I was like encountering him in that way and at a church camp and like people are like you, you can't praise him like that. you know like you know like the old school kind of like praying like you know worshiping songs like they like oh she's like dancing like if she was like in the club or something you know 
like you can do that nowadays, <laughs> but back in the days, they're like, yeah. Oh. yeah. And I felt really yeah. Joyful. <laughs> and mm. then finding, yeah. like, yeah. same with us, like, we moved. So my sister in law met my brother, and then my brother and my sister in law, before marrying, they moved to Harborside, which is now currently Kingdom City. Um, yeah, and and then me, I moved, and, and then finally our parents moved. Do you have any, like, I guess, like, books that you read or, like, Bible verses that you really like, like, not favorite, I guess you can say favorite, or, like, uh, like in the Bible, like a character, <laughs> character person, sorry, <laughs> that you... yeah look up to um yeah um yeah i do um i think oh gosh you know like when someone asks you a question and then your yeah, mind no, just goes blank <laughs> yeah i do there are a few i guess women i look up to in the bible so one of them is queen esther i look mm-hmm. up to her so um yeah i only recently really learned about her story and the story of Esther um and that was kind of through um Joseph and some of the oh, stuff yes, that we were doing I remember um, saying that. yeah um and yeah I just look up like if you haven't read Esther she it's yeah I don't know how to put that in a nutshell but basically the she becomes the queen and she lays her life down for her mission and she's just like <clears throat> Like, I love her integrity and her heart, especially to do with, so in Esther, there's, I think it's her uncle. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a man called Mordecai. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Mordecai. And um, he, like, really, like, champions Esther and is really Mm -hmm. there for Esther. And, like, he encouraged her, like, every step of the way. But something that I really love in the book of Esther is it, is Esther's loyalty and integrity because even though she became queen and she had the ability to just you know she was the queen she could do whatever she liked she didn't have to you know have a good heart about things necessarily but like she had loyalty towards Mordecai and I think like like so for me personally that's something that I like a core value of mine is loyalty like I place that really really high highly within myself yeah just like to have that kind of heart and an integral heart um but another woman in the bible that I look up to is actually the woman and I don't know where the story is it might be in Matthew um but it's the woman with the issue of blood oh yes Um, and I read it the other day (laughs) and so like so she yeah I think if it is in Matthew maybe um but she basically in a crowd in the crowd and she touches the hem of his garment and in that moment like yeah she fully gets healed and I think like I just love her heart Mm. because it's the it's the heart of like man if I could just get one touch if I could just get one moment with him everything will change yeah and I think that's like yeah that like just hits my heart but yeah but now we (laughs) actually can have more than one hit with them makes it right. mm. for me yeah that um the lady yeah. 
blood issue as well. And then my other like one is um oh what's her other name? The sisters, Martha and what was the other sister's oh, name? Yeah. Mary. I forgot the other sister's name. Mary? Was it? Is it Mary? Is it Mary? Yeah. Yeah. And like how um this chick people are like are they really <laughs> um yeah and like you we know should how, like, we should probably google that hannah yeah okay <laughs> we should <laughs> no i'm joking but it's fine yeah um how oh yeah we should know that because like, one of them was like I think Martha was doing like hospitality, like she was preparing the food because Jesus was in their house and stuff. And like, and sister was just sitting there, like, like just you know, saying to her, and like, and so that mm-hmm. kind of got me as like I like worked a lot, like being a chef and stuff, and um, mm-hmm. for me to um. Like, I miss a lot of Sundays and I miss a lot of going to church and having community, but, like, it just reflected, like, for me to, like, worship God was that way, like, so that I can help other people, like, you know, in, like, mm. my area of, like, mm. you know, um, because, you know, God That's so cool. and, like, you know he how he yeah that's for me and also because I actually didn't like, like a lot of women like Christian women don't like East because it's the one that like because I like well I, I understand it because of Pastor Sarah but like Eve is a lot of I think the reason why we don't really like her as much as other um, females in the Bible is that she's the one who first sinned, like eat the like the forbidden tree, and I feel like a lot of mm. us is her in our life situation. Mm. Yeah, do you think of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then the comeback of it is like she, despite being, despite done the mistake, um she was able to like come back to it and like come back to God and like mm. obey him and stuff and that kind of really affects me yeah um what we talked about really helps you guys and if like want to know any more or um mm. yeah able to like message us here or like email me on this podcast mm. email or instagram dm well and um mm-hmm. also when regards to like your work with joseph and stuff if you guys have like anything mm-hmm. like like that challenge that i did last year did you guys i yeah. think you guys have anything on or upcoming so we don't have anything solidified yet but if anyone wants to connect we do have a closed facebook group which is just called fuse life on facebook um yeah and then that's kind of where you'll see updates and 
yeah, it's we have a bit of a community and it's like family, so it's pretty cool. So they could yeah. the chat through life and Facebook and reach out to you guys. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Yeah. Cool. Um, anything awesome. you? I guess last words would just be thank you, thank you for having me on your podcast. It's been so fun and like I love how like you're just really conversational and like I felt so relaxed through this and it was just like you know we were having a coffee date and yeah thank you thank you for allowing me to share my heart and for sharing your heart and yeah thank you as well well hopefully we could do another dinner or something um yes yeah after lockdown I'm so thankful to meet you as well and I hope that I'll friendship grows and stuff yeah really looking forward me too um dear god thank you for having us i have this opportunity to share our stories and our testimonies to the world and i hope that what we have discussed here today that a lot of people are reached and that you um you touch their hearts lord uh that you're able to like transform and just heal their um pain mm. and what they're going through, Lord. Mm. Um, I hope that our messages will just like influence them in the way that they can seek you or some way just ingrained in their heart, Lord. Um, yes, and thank you for having. Mm um get this opportunity to share our stories lord thank you thank you jesus thank you god for this time thank you that we just got to just come together and just have a conversation and have fun and yeah i agree with everything that hannah's just said and thank you jesus i just pray for everyone who's listening to this right now and that they will have a crazy supernatural encounter with you that they will know that they know that they know that they are so loved so worthy so cherished so wanted and that you will just do crazy things in their lives and I just pray that you bring people around them you bring friends you bring this community around them that they podcast as well and everything that's opening up and everything you're about to do in this season in Jesus name amen Thank you. That's so good. Thank you.